Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Cody Bradford, who we talked to, remember the day after they won the World Series, joins us on 365 Sports. Have you come out of cloud nine yet? Uh, Honestly, I still don't think so. How much do you, or when did you start to get ready for the spring training? Um, I actually started the the day after um, the World Series parade. Uh, I know it doesn't sound like a, a whole lot of downtime, but guys, I think in my situation, who who still have a lot to prove and still need to make the team, have to go out and prove to the coaches at spring and be ready. And so for me, that that involves getting ready the the first day off season, starting to prep. So, Cody, so. can can you describe? what the butterflies, the feeling, the emotions are from regular, like the way it jumps up from regular season to wild card to division to all that, like the way that like it ramps up until that, that world series, when you hear here's your American league champion Rangers before you even played a game at all in that, what is that like to deal with mentally, emotionally? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, honestly. I think it was a, you know, an interesting dynamic with the amount of distractions that Major League Baseball can bring, um, especially with with playoffs was new. Um, but I think if, if you're able to to just separate baseball from the distractions and, and say, hey, here's here's my job. Here's I'm a relief pitcher. Um, I come out of the bullpen. I need to get three outs. If you can just focus on the job at hand, it quiets down the distractions, and then you can use that excitement the playoffs brings, right, that the, the ALCS, that the World Series brings, to just heighten your senses and do your job even better. Um, I guess that's the way I kind of went about it. So besides the experience, Cody, of having pitched in some big games, big postseason games, um, that, that seasoning, what did you learn from that experience that you gathered from, from start to, to especially the finish last year? What, what makes you a better player now as a result of that besides just the experience itself? Yeah, I think I learned a lot about myself as a pitcher. Um, learned kind of what works and what doesn't work at the big league level that, that I might have gotten away with in, in AAA or in AA um, last year or the year before. And then kind of just what I need to, you know, what is expected of me more moving forward. And that helps me prepare in the off season a little bit better. Helps me um, focus a little bit more on, you know, maybe pitch design instead of, you know, the strength and conditioning side. Maybe I need to work a little bit more on, you know, adding an extra pitch instead of just getting stronger necessarily. So, um, kind of how to tailor the off season, and then also just how to limit distractions um, during the season. I, I think I learned a lot about that this year, um, having some some time in the big leagues is are the playoffs like the you know like when you're in college you can have like the full you know 16 18 week 
semester, right? And then you can have like the summer sure. sessions that are like nine. Is that like sure. the rapid fire? Like I better learn, like I'll learn about myself really quickly and what works and what doesn't more now because you could have had a, a nice outing in, in August sometime, but you, you know, maybe not everybody had their best stuff that day as opposed to sure. it's October 10th. You got to win this game and everybody's locked in. Yeah, I think there's not as many opportunities in the playoffs. And so when you get one, you're absolutely right. Like it's a, it's a crash course on you better be really, really in tune with what works for you. And it's, it's once you get to the playoffs, it's not really about, Hey, let me find and, and find out what works for me. Like you, you kind of need to know that beforehand and then have confidence going in and, and, and be really confident in your stuff and, and how you want to attack each guy moving forward in the playoffs. Cody, you were highly recruited. You ended up at Baylor. Obviously, you have Major League Baseball town and arm, but when was the first time that somebody told you you might be a pro prospect, and, and what was that conversation like? Uh, it was probably my sophomore year of uh, college uh, at Baylor, um, coming off the, the Big 12 Pitcher of the Year, had some success that year, and then um, got invited to the Cape Cod League and, and to try out for Team USA, and I think it was kind of when I was between the Cape Cod League and then trying out for Team USA when I was around some of the other really high caliber guys in college that a couple guys and, and you know, my coaches, at Coach Strauss and Coach Rod at Baylor at the time were like, hey, you have an opportunity to do something big here and, and you know, to go as far as you want to go in baseball, but it, it's going to be up to you. And that was kind of the first time I heard that and the, the first time I honestly started thinking about playing professionally. Um <laughs> It was probably when I made the, the the jump that summer. So, Cody, I know uh, when teams go off and win championships, a lot of times after the fact, somebody will say, like, I, I knew it, I could feel it, I could sense it. Did you get a, a special feeling about this team? Did you kind of have that, that feel early on that some people get that, that something special is going to happen if, you know, obviously things like health can stay the course? No, I wish I could <laughs> say yes to that, but honestly like our last regular season series was in Seattle and all we had to do is win two games that week to clinch the the AL West and we couldn't get it done and we did make playoffs with, with a one win or one win that weekend but I think that was a real gut punch to most of us I think most of the team was like hey the AL West is ours we're gonna make a deep playoff push and then when we didn't clinch and we saw Houston clinch we're kind of like oh man like our backs are up against the wall from then on out, it wasn't – there's no expectations. We just want to play as much baseball and as good as baseball as we can. Do you get to take the World Series trophy around like they do with the Stanley Cup? <laughs> I personally don't, but I think the event tomorrow, I think the Rangers caravan, I think there is somebody – it's somebody's job to travel with that trophy wherever it goes. And, and I, to be honest, I'm not sure whose it is, but that, that would be a pretty cool job. Is – okay – What's the I'm I'm a clumsy person. So if I was there and they handed me the trophy, I would be like, You better snap a picture fast because I'm handing it to the next person as soon as right. I can. Were you like that a little bit? I mean, it's the World Series trophy. You, you you do want to hold it, but I, I would just be nervous that I'd be the guy that like dropped it. No, we were so excited <laughs> when when we first got it in Arizona right after the game. We were so excited to pass it around and, and each take turns, you know, with our families and my wife and my parents and my sister were there and, you know, everybody was in line, lined up to hold the trophy and, and get a picture with their, their parents and family. So uh, it's a really cool thing to do. And if, if you have an opportunity tomorrow, 
to come out and do it, then I highly recommend it. Cody, do you, I mean, I hate asking this because there's, there's so I mean, I'm a lifelong Rangers fan, so there were so many cool moments throughout that postseason. As you know, it's hard to pick just one, like your favorite child, right? But, I mean, from yeah. the Houston series and then, you know, to basically dominate Arizona, just what stands out to you, I guess, the most from, from that just run that if yeah. you had to start the story, so to speak, what, what, what are you starting with? I mean, I would, besides winning every single road game, which <laughs> – I don't think any of us really realized until the final game and, and until it kind of came out in the press. My favorite individual moment was in game one of the World Series when Corey Seager tied it up <laughs> with a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth. I was I had pitched earlier that game and, and pitched the scoreless inning and got to be in the dugout. So I was a little bit closer to the action. And, gosh, the emotions that Corey showed after he hit that bomb and then, like, the eruption from the crowd, that and then Adolis you know, yeah. all in final and in, in the bottom of the 11th. Um, those two moments are, are by far my favorite of the whole postseason. Is Corey Seager the toughest hitter in Major League Baseball to get a book on where you can go, well, I know that he can't hit this, so that's what I'm going to do because I don't really think there's much, especially given the amount of work he puts into hitting, that you can you can fool him on. Yeah, I think he's got to be one of the best hitters in major league baseball, if not the best. And I mean, what a, what a just locked in human being, like at all times of the day, as soon as he gets to the field to when he leaves, like he's always locked in thinking about something and he takes that to every at bat. And I mean, he, I, I'm so glad he's on my team and I don't have to pitch against him. I'll say that. What was the loudest moment? Was it Seager in the first game against uh, the Diamondbacks or was it, Perhaps an Adolis homer. Oh, gosh. To be honest, I think I blacked out on both homers. So, <laughs> for me, it. in my own head, I was screaming just as loud for both, but I, I, I really couldn't tell you which one was louder. Yeah, that Corey one was just so clutch, though. Like, in oh, that moment, I mean, you guys are about to lose yeah. that game, and then you, you yeah. need, like, a miracle, and here's the miracle, man, stepping up and yeah. just cranking one. But how uh, – he's asking about – do you think that having the uh, indoor – I've asked a few Rangers beat writers, but you can speak better to this. Do you think that that mm-hmm. was an aid as well in the Rangers organization getting over the top? You know the conversation, the hot summers at the ballpark in mm-hmm. Arlington. Um, just how much of an advantage do you think that there is having that indoor ballpark as opposed to the olden days, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, it definitely keeps guys fresher longer into the season. So we're, whereas you like – at the old stadium in Arlington, you might have start having guys poop out, you know, honestly, after all-star break when the summer gets really hard and it starts to drag on, but, uh, or gets really hot. And now like you kind of stay fresh all year. And I think like Simeon could attest to that guy didn't miss hardly any games this year. Uh, he actually he might've played every single one started every single one. And like, you just don't have that in Texas. So definitely at the old stadium in the heat, that, that that's probably a record that, that would have never happened, but you know, now it does because because we got indoor and we got AC. So Degrom's out for a while, and obviously uh, Scherzer. Scherzer's out for a while. Evaldi uh, had an unbelievable postseason, like he did one year, of course, or like he's done with Boston. Do you pay attention? How, how do you look at the depth chart? Like you mentioned, you still have to prove yourself, even though you did with huge moment in the postseason. How do you kind of go about? looking at the depth chart with what you have with the rotation and also in the bullpen? Yeah. Um, you know, I, 
you don't look too much at the depth chart, but you just understand that there's going to be opportunities mm-hmm. and kind of wherever that comes, whether it's in a bullpen role or a starter role, whatever that role may be, right? I just want to be a contributor. And so kind of planning the off season, it's not really for a certain role that, that I'm planning for. It's just to be the best version of myself going into spring training and whatever that looks like. And so, you know, you, you don't want to look too much at the depth chart because there's so many moves that can happen in an off season that's just out of your control. And so you just try to control, you know, your effort and your attitude moving forward. And so look into next year, whatever opportunity and, and role is available, you know, that's, that's how I want to contribute to the team. Cody, I asked you this uh, when we had a chance to visit with you uh, after you got back from the parade and all the things that went down with the World Series about uh, Mitch Thompson, tough first year, a uh, very mm-hmm. tough year. But it appears as if you, um, uh, Max Muncy, and some others that have been in that program before are trying to get him at least a fair or even playing ground. Is that still there? Is that momentum that's building? Yeah, I, I had time to, to talk and sit down and talk with uh, Coach Thompson this offseason, kind of right after um, I got back from, from some offseason stuff. And, gosh, he, he's definitely got a good um, mindset moving forward for, for this season and the improvements that, that has already been made from last season and just the excitement that he has around the guys coming in. And uh, I think there were some, some definitely some learning curves um, coming over from, from MCC and just in college baseball in general with the NIL stuff, um, you know, that's a whole different game that I think Baylor's going to have to learn how to compete with other big power five schools like a TCU or an LSU teams that are going to have a lot of outside money coming in. Baylor's just going to have to learn, you know, and it's going to be on me, the alumni, the, the boosters, the fans, you know, people that want Baylor to succeed are going to have to start, putting some money out there, you know, as as odd as that sounds, like we're going to have to start helping out the team and and doing what we can do from the outside to to get the caliber of players. They're going to help the program moving forward. All right, you're a pitcher. You're going to give up home runs. You're going to lose games. That's part of the the mix. You also won big moments without you. They don't have the postseason run because you came up with a huge moment. Is it like being a cornerback who gives up a touchdown pass or a kicker who misses a field goal? Is that the same mentality as a pitcher? Um, yeah, I think you have to have a short memory. Um, you know, the most important pitch is the one that you're making. You can't control. You can't think too much about the pitch, the next pitch, and you can't think too much about the pitch you just made that, that might have gone over the fence or might have gotten hit really hard for a line drive out. You know, all you can do is control – the pitch you're making and in that sense yeah i guess it's kind of like a field goal kicker you just control that kick right there congratulations uh we'll see you tomorrow at the texas sports hall of fame the world series championship trophy cody bradford rangers pitcher with us on 365 sports cody thank you so much thank y'all thanks for having me cody bradford this has been a rogue media network Oh, shit.